You're listening to Boxy Girl Radio. Welcome back. I recently read an article about the pressures of the modern day woman. We're living in a time where we are experiencing increased pressure. Women today are not only expected to contribute to the household financially, but are also expected to simultaneously manage the household and coordinate the family schedules. This is a tricky balance and reveals just how, in our current cultural roles, women are asking themselves, their partners, and their communities tough questions about what equality really means for women. This is part two of my conversation with Dominique James. I'm your host, Hannah Sarimian, and this is Boxy Girl Radio. I read an article about your paintings and your art. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? You just like to go for the jugular, not the jugular, but you know what I mean. You just, you like to go for the hard questions. No, Um, it's that, like... I love that. I about do you. want to talk about social media? I'm not interested in no. talking about no. like what filter. No, but I mean, I, I think know. that's the whole point. I know, and that's why I love this. And Ugh. I feel like that's why you and I connect so well, is we are just, we're soul sisters. And like, I feel like I say that to women that I just vibe Amen. with. And so I think that, um, yeah, talking about myself being an artist is terribly hard. And knowing you knowing that of me, I think, um, I've shared this with you before, but so I, my grandpa, my nonest husband, my papa, he was actually an artist. He was in the war and, and um, was a very sensitive man and just hate, hated the war. And, um, and so he, I think a lot of it, you know, I don't know, I wish I would have asked him more about it, but I think a lot of it, um, you know, he gravitated towards art because it was not only in him, but um, because it, you know, helped him express his sensitivities or... It was healing. Healing, I think. I think art is healing. And so I come from a family that he was an artist. You know, I have um, my aunt's an art teacher, my other grandma, she's very creative. My dad's a woodworker. I come from people that are very creative. And so um, being married to an artist, and that's not just... Um, a flippant term for my husband. That's literally what he does for a living is he paints and he does photography. He supports us through that, which I'm so grateful for. Um, it's hard for me to take ownership of being an artist because I, I've seen it in others and it's been so hard to see in myself because, um, I think people have the most opinions about art. But is it art? Is it good? Is it not? And um, hearing that a lot and um, knowing just a little that I know even about um, the way, you know, people view art that have some kind of authority in it, it just makes me nervous (laughs) because I just go based on play and feeling and intuition. But think about it. I mean, I'm like a huge geek. I watch tons of documentaries and I read like research papers. I mean, I'm just, I love history and information. And when you look at ancient civilizations, 
um, and you look at what's left of them, it's their language and their art, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we, they didn't leave us recordings or videos or Instagram feeds and we derive meaning and we explain a society based on those relics. And yet in modern times, art is treated as a frivolous, you know, silly, unless you're like a serious artist, you know. But it's interesting because really we're all artists. Yeah, I believe that. You know, we all are cultivating a life. I think that's what the power is in social media is it gives you a place to curate. And we see everyone, you know, curating their own little unique story. That really is art. It's, it's a presentation of who I am, what I am, you know, and so that's an interesting conversation. Art. I believe so where is your art that's so talk where about it you, yeah because you were just we were just the article was talking about a showing okay so I've done my I've shown my paintings in person for the first time in five years I did it five years ago a couple places really low profile had like two or three didn't really tell anyone um, and you know I, I got an email from um, a friend who I've worked with before and she said we're doing an opening for our marketing company we'd love to showcase an artist and I really I know Chance is wonderful and he is but I really like your stuff and my first instinct is oh hell no you know like because there is some I believe I totally agree with the space on social media it's so so many positives right with social media that way um, but it's so much easier, at least for me, to put an image on social media and be okay. Okay, it's on social media. That's fine. Whatever. It's it, the energy of it doesn't live there for me. It lives in the actual presence of it. And so I think having someone view your art in person um, is so much more vulnerable. Um, and so that's why I was just like, oh, I will post about my art, but to show it in person, it's just a whole different ballgame. So how was that for you? It was amazing and humbling and all the things. I ended up selling, I think, four pieces. And, and to me, it was just an honor to be asked to show them. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, you want me to show my art, little me? Um, and my, I don't know why my first instinct is to be like, I'm not good. You should ask my husband. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, um, but I'm trying to get better at that. I'm trying to say yes to more things and be more open. Um, do you have plans to um, allow more access to your art, like a website or devoting a space for that? I think I'm starting with more plans to do it more you know to show it in person more to actually work on my art more and um, it's hard with three kids um, to do it while they're awake <laughs> so um 
but I'm making that dedication to myself. I think one of my biggest downfalls, I know we were talking about definitions before, and one of my biggest downfalls is I do, I don't um, go to the finish line. I'll get really excited and I'll, I'll jump into things that I, I do love, but I don't go to the finish line. And I think a lot of it is because I'm afraid of what the finish line looks like. So, yeah, I'm afraid all the time, yeah. all the time. And it's hard hearing you say that because I look at you and what you built and I remember meeting you and us working on it together way back when and I'm like, this is amazing. There's so much that has happened, which is so true and you should be so proud. But we are just our own worst critics and we do hold those fears. Well, and I think uh, what I've had to really practice is like being afraid, it's like those definitions. I, if I define it as a bad thing, then it'll probably stop me from moving forward yeah. or from doing something that I'm a direction I'm moving. But feeling reframing that fear, like, you know, that's my body responding and that's natural to feel afraid. If I wasn't afraid, you know, it's like, if you're not afraid, that that's probably a big problem, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you're not nervous and, um, so there's a tremendous like vulnerability in like, I can be afraid, but I'm not governed by the fear. I'm governed by the knowledge of who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's a big shift. And I vacillate. I mean, I vacillate in that all the time. But shifting to wisdom instead of like just fear-based has been really critical. Because I'm navigating things I've never navigated. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, um, we were in the car the other day and my son is going to be starting junior high. Crazy. It's such a transition to your high. <laughs> and he uh, just randomly, and it was in the back seat, and he goes, um, Chloe and I were in the car. It was just the three of us. I'm not emotionally prepared for junior high. And I was kind of in shock. I'm driving. I'm like, okay. And then Chloe chimes in, and she goes, well, I'm emotionally prepared, but I need school supplies. <laughs> But I wake up every day and with Boxy and owning my own business and balance and being a mommy and, you know, all the things that we do in our lives, it's a, I've never done that day before and I'm afraid every day yeah. and I'm going to encounter things that are completely new and different. And so I have to start from a space of kindness, compassion, thoughtfulness, um, honoring and reverence for those experiences in that day. And I'm going to fail. I'm going to screw up. I'm going to make bad decisions. And then how I learn from that, so I go enter into that next day with new information, gives me more wisdom. So it doesn't cancel that fear, and I don't, but, you know, we, we can carry those two things together, yeah. wisdom and fear. We don't have to be just one. 
Yeah. I always say that to chance. Things can coexist. I can yeah. feel this way and still feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be grateful and still be frustrated by things. And um, that has to be okay, you know. Are you aware of the things that you say to yourself in your mind? And what are those mantras? I have become a lot more aware the last two years, I would say. Um, just like we were saying, there's good and bad sometimes. I think I think I there's days where I feel like, what am I even doing as a mom? I how how do I have three kids? I can't even handle this one right now. You know, um, what am I? How am I calling myself an artist? I'm married to an artist, and I'm not even up to you know his level of talent. Or I say those things that just breed insecurity. And I think I'm realizing what they do subconsciously. And I've learned a lot more about subconsciously what we say to ourselves is kind of what it becomes. What we manifest. Totally. And um, so (laughs) it sounds so funny to say, like, you are a strong woman. But, you know, I remember when I was in labor with Arrow, I had to just say that to myself, you can do this, you can do this, and, um, yeah, like, Dawn, we make human beings in our body, I know, it's insane, and, like, that is the most powerful, talk about, like, currency, like, we create human beings in our body, and give birth to those human beings. It's every single human being. I know. It's incredible. I mean, we, I, obviously we all know that, but I mean, the power in that, yeah, we've, we've removed some of the importance and power out of that. And I mean, like that is, that's like the whole gig. Yeah. I, I think my, I'm trying to have, um, a lot more positive self-talk at the end of the day, a lot more, because I see, and I think I started really noticing it when my oldest son was catching on, because all I'm so, someone that's so verbal, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people don't understand that, that aren't, that don't wear their heart on their sleeve type of thing, because I'll be like, oh, I'm so freaking over this, I can't, you know, um, but the reality is, like, it'll be something that I'm frustrated in the moment, and that moment passes so quickly. And I'm over it, you know, and I think the things that I was even saying out loud and having my son hear, which were terrible things, but coming out of his mouth sounded like, oh, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I did this, you know, was a huge wake up call. And it, it's, I, I do blessings with my kids every night and I do affirmations and I'll say, you are loved. You are important may white light shine upon you, you know, and I go over this thing and that you just see their spirit just, you know, I am, and I, that's how I want them to feel. And I know that I'm worthy of, of feeling that for myself. So I'm just really, it's a battle, but I really am. I think I'm better than I was last year and hopefully next year I'll be better than I was this year, but really trying to tell myself I can do this. And that it's like, you know, giving ourselves the grace that it's not always, we're so hard on ourselves and it's not always about like the, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. It's that, um, you know, we're going to learn 
always going to, definitions of success are not always going to apply to that learning process. Yeah. But it's about learning and um, becoming who we're supposed to be. Well, I love you. I love you too, so much. I'm so so grateful for you in my life and I'm excited for the listeners and and for you and for your children to hear this. This is like a time capsule. Oh, it totally is. And I feel so grateful and honored that you had me. I mean, so humbled to even be here. And I want you to know the reason I have you here and that I wanted to have this time and capture it is because I do see you. And I think that's the greatest. And when you said that about your kids, I was like, that's like the frame from which I live my life, you know, is, you know, like trying to really meet people at their soul heart level and see them, you know, and I do see you and, and, and I appreciate, that's what I really love about you and um, my team when we were researching you, (laughs) stalking (laughs) you on social media. Um, That's one of the things that the word that came up a lot was she's very authentic, she's vulnerable, and it's refreshing to see someone share how it really is and not put like a nice pretty filter and caption, but like talk about like, I, this is not easy. Is anybody else having this issue? Or, um, I had a great day, but this, you know, like, and that you, you invite conversation to you. So you use social media, not as a way to print, paint a pretty picture, but you use it as a way to create a discussion. Oh, that is like the biggest compliment ever because I want people to feel like they can talk to me and that they can be seen. And I think that that's a cool thing to give. And I, I appreciate you saying that to me and I just love you. And I, and that's the gift you've given me too, because we started out on this boxy journey very early and you were a critical force in really helping me cultivate what direction I was going to go. I mean, I had no idea how I was going to do any of this. And when I reflect on my journey, it's like, there are some very, specific experiences and women that were in my life at just the right time to support me and give me the information I needed to, you know, go on to those next steps and learn what I needed to learn. And I appreciate you seeing that in me and believing in me. And because I think, um, like it's foundational, you know, I'm just so grateful to meet you because, and I believe we cross paths for a reason. I'm just so grateful and I just love you. And I, I just, yeah, I, there's a reason that we met. And now your babies will have this. It's so sweet. It's sweet. I know. I love it. So because you are a few steps ahead, you really are though. I, I want like in motherhood and, you know, in business and. Are you saying I'm old? No. But I just really admire um, you and where, how you've grown and stuff. I I want to know what advice you have um, for me, knowing me, knowing I have three young kids. And was there some kind of intuition of where you knew a good time to really go for it? Like, you know what I mean? Where you know, okay, this is the time to take more time 
to follow these pursuits? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think um, we live in a society that tells us not to trust ourselves. It tells us to trust a religion or a government or a product and or a doctor or an institution. And it gives us a framework for these are the measurements of success. And, and so I think we've all gotten really away from um, the purpose of everything, the instinct, intuition, the harmony of the human race and the earth and of all living things. And, um, and we're completely distracted. We're so macro-focused on messages that really haven't proved to be 100% beneficial, you know, for most people on the earth. Um, and so for me, I would say the biggest lesson would be to learn about what kind of plant you are and then nurture it and feed it and give it the right amount of sunlight. You know, like I think we live outside of ourselves and all the stuff and then we totally lose ourselves. I mean... I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, so many women in the U.S. are um, on medication and depressed. I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, we have, you know, the best health care, yet uh, one of the most dangerous things a woman can do is give birth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that we've interrupted, and, and maybe there were good intentions about all this stuff, but... We've interrupted uh, that natural instinct of things. We've manipulated it and distracted ourselves. And so my, I think it would be to really learn who you are and give yourself what you need first because then everything that you enact or engage in is from that space, not from something somebody told you mm -hmm. or something you were made to believe or some sort of flawed information that may have worked in a different time, but it doesn't work. And we can't be complacent and just keep going because the, the cost is too great. Yeah. I read things, Tom, about you know, because I'm a nerd and I love to read, you know, um, the language we use when we describe women. Like if you look up um, advice for female entrepreneurs, the language is really rough. It's like, you know, women face unique challenges. You know, I'm not a special interest group. I'm, you know, females are the majority of the global population. So we don't need to be talking about it like we're, um, we're this oddity. Yet we are. Yeah. We're represented as such. So, but you cannot teach that to your children. And you cannot have those conversations with your husband or other women. And neither can I. 
unless I figure that out about myself. Yeah, looking inward. Unless I ask myself those questions, unless I take the inventory of me, you know, why do I um, agree to certain things when it doesn't feel right? Why, why do I accept less when I know I should be paid more? You know, yeah, so, yeah. And, and again, it's not from, and we have a lot of really icky political examples, you know, like the fighting and the, but it's from a place of like, let's just talk about it mm-hmm. and not in an idealistic foo-foo la-la way, but like, you know, let's just really have a conversation and, and not come into the room with like, we know all the answers. Yeah. But let's just, let's just talk about what is it? What do we need? What is it a cactus or is it a Philly fig? I love that. How do we nurture it? How do we get it to thrive? And we're all part of that. So yeah. Know what kind of plant you are. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna try to figure it out. Take care of it. Keep trying to figure it out. Yeah, self care is important. Very important. Um, what is one thing in business that you, or I guess just on this boxy girl journey, what was just a huge moment, good or bad, that has stuck out to you that you're like, that moment is something that I will never forget. Well, I set out on this journey to um, honor myself. Like, I was grappling with a lot of the same questions that you're grappling with Mm -hmm. and trying to define and um, convince the world of my value and worth. And I thought if I could do that, I'd feel better. I mean, I, I wasn't, that's a completely oversimplified statement, but in reflection, it was pretty much that. Right. And that I felt I had something to say and something to offer, and I was going to do it. And um, I was raised by my dad, and so the main figure in my life was a male. But he was very hard on me, and he was very, don't make excuses. I don't want to hear you complain. You can do it. You're talented. You're creative. You need to just do it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I guess I had this naive thought, like, I can just do what I want to, you know, I can figure it out. Whatever it is, I can learn, and I can figure it out, and I can accomplish that, you know. And I think the biggest thing in this boxy journey has been that that isn't true. That um, it's not just about me being a woman, but it's about, you know, The rules of engagement are not fair for women. So we can accomplish so much. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, it, it changes. 
There are people less willing to invest in your company because they perceive women's companies as more risky than men's. You, you know, you look at capital infusion for uh, companies as they try to scale and, you know, male-run companies get a lot more support. There's a lot more infrastructure. Um, you know, I think it's like 2% of CEOs are women. You know, just this, the ability to move past a certain point, you, it, it's very difficult and problematic. And I'm not making excuses, yeah. you know, and I'm not complaining. It just is. And those are things that are, are, I'm trying to learn and figure out and navigate. And I didn't anticipate that starting this journey. I didn't anticipate it was going to feel like it feels that I was going to be this sort of born again feminist, you know? <laughs> like, so what do you, what do you have for young entrepreneurs? What advice do you have, specifically women? A young entrepreneur? Um, well, one of the things I always say is don't be afraid of no. I feel like no drives your business, right? Yeah, Any just, business, it has to no, be a driving force. Exactly. You just ask. And if they say no, it's okay. And then you just move to the next opportunity. You just keep knocking on doors, making phone calls. You just keep moving What forward. do you say to yourself in that moment of on the brink of giving up? Like, let's just, I'm not going to do this anymore. I say, how do I want William, Emily, and Chloe to define me? I love that. It what do I want them to, it. to yeah. say they're, who their mother was? Mm -hmm. What do I, what will they say about not what I did, but who I was? There we go with the currency, the, the measure of success. I love that. So that if there's failure or difficulties, that isn't the definition of the experience. It's mm -hmm. the who was she through success, failure, fear, pain, regret, embarrassment, joy. Who was she? The essence of who she was. I would want for them to like, like believe that I can figure this out. I will have. God will give me what I need. He'll put the right people, the right situations. He'll give me the tools and the information I need to move forward. And we all see that. And this is why I think what you're doing here is so great. Why Boxy Radio is so great. Because we, for our kids, for you know anyone that is aspiring to be something or get out of a rough place or say my dreams are worth it, I think that, you know, we always want to feel like we're not alone in the hardships where there's power in other people having these stories of, well, it was hard and I overcame, but there's also power in other people having the successes and overcoming. And I think the continuation of, yeah, I did keep going and I'm not alone in my successes. I'm not alone in my failures. And I think that's why this is so great because 
I see your successes and it's inspiring, but I also see the convert. I, you know, we're having these conversations and I see the things that you've overcome. And I think that that it's so cohesive and it's not like you can't put that into a box. And I think that's, what's so great about, you know, this, this show is you just really get to know um, more of the story. You define success. I, I that's been a big change. Is the way I define success. What does success look like? Yeah, and that's part of the you know. Well, I define success because this is what the TV commercials and social media tells me is successful, and then that's learning like about you know what do I what what do I define as success? You know, and it is the failures too. Oh, totally. Because I learn. And I get new information. I, I walk through things that I'm like, holy smokes, I never would have eaten. That's not even, and I get to meet people and engage in situations that are, were just never part of anything I could have imagined. And the currency in that is not a dollar. It's information. It's like the data. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Facebook didn't earn a dollar for how long, but they were valued (laughs) at how much because they collected data. Right. And I think that the the journey and the experiences are the data. They're the the raw material you need, you know, to have a healthy life and society and relationships and human beings, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which is really like the the most essential data, right? Totally. Because at the end of life, what do we talk about when some we lose somebody? You know, it's the data of their life. It's not the currency. So. Our lives are composed of the stories we tell about ourselves, about our place in this world, and about each other. On Boxy Girl Radio, it is my privilege to share with you the stories of women who through their own loss and successes, through their own pain and joy, show me how to do this thing called life. To learn more about Dominique James and her journey, follow her on Instagram at Dom James Creative and view her artwork at DominiqueRoseJames.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. What questions are you asking yourself and the women in your life. Send us a message on Instagram at boxy.girl or drop us an email at info at boxygirl.com. I'm Hannah Sarimian, and you're listening to Boxy Girl Radio.